Welcome to The Last Detail, a thoroughly considered side quest. In this show, we chat with a distinguished guest about a single object that is meaningful to them. We dive deep into that object, discussing the design, the manufacturing process, the good, the bad, and everything in between. After all, good design is thorough, down to the last detail. Today's guest is Jason Snell, the host of several tech podcasts and the founder of SixColors.com, an Apple-centric website covering the intersection of technology and culture. His object is the Breville Teamaker. The grand poobah himself, Jason. Thanks for coming on. Oh my. Uh, the, the grandest of all of poobahs. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the going? show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I uh, You were talking about products that people love, and I thought, well, <laughs> I, Mike Hurley, I said I'm going to be on. And, he, and he's like, oh, is it going to be about the thing? I'm like, yeah, you know me so well. It's absolutely, that's what it is. It's the thing. Well, let's talk about it. If you wouldn't mind, uh, describe what you have chosen and why you picked that object. I uh, have chosen the Breville Tea Maker, which is a uh, lovely little stainless steel object. It's a pitcher. It's got a little basket in it. It's got a uh, a base that it sits on. And uh, I use it every morning to make a pot of tea. And it does all the work. And I just press a button. Well, I lo- I put tea in it, right? And then I press a button. <laughs> And it makes the tea, and I I love it. I, I I just I unabashedly love it. And is it a? I was reading the other day about how the new prime minister, uh, the UK, uh, is it out of touch with the common man because he has an ember mug to keep his tea warm <laughs> that costs two hundred pounds oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's a, a, outrageous, outrageous. And I thought, yeah, I've got a three hundred dollar tea maker, but you know what? I, I don't care if people know about it. I love it. It's great. And it's not for everybody, but like it's for me and it is perfect for me. Um and and uh I I will up front say I actually bought a second one mm. and put it in a box in my closet because I'm very afraid of oh, it just oh, going nice. away at, nice. at some point and I don't want to say goodbye to it. So yeah. yeah. Well, I am on the product listing right now on breville.com and it's listing as sold out. So who knows yeah, what they- the I I looked at it and I it looked to me like they were doing a new model mm. mm-hmm. that is not as good. Oh, oh. <laughs> and they, they have they have a, like a compact version, and then and it looked like they had d- done a new model that kind of decontented it. But I think that's not the case. I think it's what I was seeing was actually the compact version that's sort of like a simplification of it. Yeah. Um, but that that scared me enough that I bought another mm. one just in case. <laughs> um, although I'll say Breville, I mean Breville's an amazing company. Uh, not every product they make is is fantastic, but they try very hard. It seems to make really nice products that are well thought out and are mm-hmm. a cut above other kind of like kitchen related products, and that that definitely goes for this one. So uh, yeah, we can talk about it. Let's, let's, let's do it. But, but it's a, it's a product that I I love and have, have given as gifts to people Mm. and have extolled the virtues of before, because I do think that if you're somebody who drinks tea every day, uh, it's totally worth it. Yeah. So my biggest question is how long have you had it? Well, let's consult the sacred uh, scrolls of Amazon (laughs) (laughs) uh, where I, every embarrassing 
uh, purchase <laughs> right. I've made back to the to, to like 2005 is in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I bought. We actually have a Breville kettle uh, that I bought in 2008, but uh, that's just a regular kettle. But the, uh-huh. my one my one touch tea maker journey began in 2015. Oh, okay. 2015 is this yeah. basically the same as this it is the same in fact it it's the same, same. It, it's it's not the same one because it uh it broke yeah, and yeah. i sent it to breville saying can you fix this uh expecting as it was way out of warranty just expecting them to say uh just buy a new one or whatever and they sent me back uh uh, I don't know whether it was new or refurbished or what, mm-hmm. but they basically just sent me one and said, we're sorry that it broke. Here's another oh, one. Look at that. <laughs> so, nice. Look at that. It worked. Uh, yeah, that was amazing too. So, okay, yeah. so seven years. So mm-hmm. you've really, so it's it's really a part of your life now. I mean, I, if, if you're using it every day, I mean, it's like. Yeah. Really you know, there. and I review products for a living and I was talking to my wife about this yesterday when I said I was going to be coming on this podcast. And I said, you know, mo- well, what she said is it's the it, it unlike every other product you talk about that that's in our lives where you're like, yeah, it doesn't do this thing and it's got this thing wrong with it and it's got this thing that you really should do better. Um, she says you never talk about the tea maker that way, and I said, well, that's that is why I am going on a podcast to talk about it. Is that is that it is it has withstood my uh, my my critical challenge, uh, and most products that I buy don't do that. Mm-hmm. So. I don't have one of these, but I do have a Breville, the kettle, like the mm-hmm. water boiler. Yeah, And good so I kettle. have a feel for the kind of look and feel quality-wise. But it seems like this entire product, when I'm looking at it, is built around one feature, this engineering feat of like yes. being able to lower a basket of tea into water and then take it back out. Like That's... Time. That's the yeah. That's the whole premise. When I was a kid, um, I don't drink coffee, but my parents drank coffee. I think this is one of the reasons I don't. Uh, and I, they got an automatic coffee maker, and it was one of those things where you load the beans in and you set it to go at six a.m. Mm-hmm. And then the the grinder comes on it. The burr grinder comes on at six a.m. <laughs> Everybody's up in the house at six a.m. because the coffee's being made. <laughs> I, and I always thought that was a cool idea, but I don't drink coffee. Um, and for people who don't drink tea, this is not a an academic exercise. If you leave the le- if you leave the leaves <laughs> in the hot water for more than a few minutes, it gets super bitter and bad. So you have yeah. to. They can only go in. Tea is not something that you can you can set it and forget it. Uh, generally, you uh, have to boil the water, pour the water in over the leaves, stand there for three minutes or four minutes with a uh, timer. With a timer, and then pull them out uh, because otherwise it'll be bad. And so, like every time a restaurant serves you a tea with like a tea bag, uh, and people just leave it in there, I'm like, oh no, don't What's do going it. Out? Herbal yeah. tea, <laughs> herbal tea is fine, but like black tea, it just gets real bitter and bad. Yeah. So yeah. this whole design is how can we make something like that thing Jason's parents had. <laughs> where you could even set it the night before, load it up and set it the night before, and that at a certain time, or just press the button in the morning. And it will boil the water, drop the tea in, let the tea steep, and then after uh, an amount of time that you, <clears throat> that you set, pull it back out. Yeah. yeah. It That's seems it. so simple in its... It's like literally like they figured out the engineering how to do that consistently. And they're like, okay, build the product around it. Because otherwise, yeah. it's just like like heat the water to the correct amount, right? I mean, there's like basically three problems. It's like heating water uh, it, like pretty exactly... You have a timer and then have this little mechanism that moves up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and otherwise it's a kettle. If you take the basket out, 
you there's a there there are two. I mean, we can talk about the interface of this thing because it's got uh, it's got complexity that I actually don't use mm-hmm. um, for the most part. But it, the key buttons are there's a button called T and a button called Hot Water. And if you press Hot Water, it's just going to boil the water, mm. uh, and it's a regular old kettle. Um, and if you do tea, it is going to do the basket thing where it, it drops the basket in and then pulls the basket back out. And that's really the, I would say, the core piece of engineering on this product is how do we build something that can withstand water and and boiling water and yet also move this uh, an infuser basket that has to be perforated because you've got to get movement around to, in order to get the tea mm-hmm, infused mm-hmm. in the water. Um, and move it up and down and do that reliably automatically that that mechanical motion and and what they did is they built a magnetic metal pill or a metal pillar with a magnet inside it that slides up and down and the infuser basket is also magnetic and has a little and it has a little hook so it stays on the on the magnet post mm. and then the magnet moves up and down that's the that's the moving part in the whole thing yeah, is there's I tried a little to- magnet I tried to kind of look around for drawings or teardowns of like how, what's going on with that mechanism, and I couldn't figure. I couldn't see anything. Do you do you know what's going on? Is it like a little, probably a little I, poop screw or something? I think there's a little. I think there's a little magnet on a um on a with a with a little gear to drive it that that just it slides up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that bears an, is able to bear enough weight that it's be able to bear the the tea basket weight up. Uh, pushing it up at the end mm-hmm. yeah. right uh and in fact when mine my first one broke and they replaced it uh th- it was because something happened to the magnet the magnet mm-hmm. got uh, out of whack and it would still move up and down but it seems to have slipped or something and it kind of lost where it was and so it couldn't reliably sort of like be up when it's not in use and down when it's in use uh, it was just kind of in between and confused and that was uh that was extra sad because you can't even see it you just know that the magnet yeah it's not it's not holding the basket in the right place but that's the that's it's you know i would say it's achilles heel in terms at least in my experience in terms of of uh reliability but uh that was the a single uh, you know a single failure and they replaced it but that's the trick right because you got to have a way to move this thing up and down and they didn't you know and and yet keep the water free flowing and like it's a it's an interesting little challenge that obviously somebody and then they you know they fitted it out with like lots of options and stuff that are you know if i was designing this just for myself it would only have the two buttons i think but it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it has it has many more buttons than that mm-hmm. <laughs> when the basket does the basket simply lower stay lowered and then come up or does it kind of oscillate up and down to like get water kind of moving through the leaves like when it's submerged nope in the water. it just goes it goes, goes down, down. It, okay. it very slowly go, moves all the way to the bottom um, it's a very generous sized basket. I mean, I'm uh-huh, only putting uh-huh. in a couple of teaspoons of loose tea. And okay. so they float around in the basket really easily. And so it's not a problem. And then it very slowly again, lifts it out at the end and then beeps to tell you that it's done. Nice. Uh, do, do you use the keep warm setting? Like, do you make a pot and then drink it throughout the day or throughout the morning? Or are you kind of just drinking it all in one go? Well, it makes about four cups of tea. And my wife and I both drink tea in the morning, so we'll go through it. But we do use the there's a keep warm button, and I will use that for the first hour after you make it. If the keep warm button is pressed, it will 
occasionally kind of cycle and do some pulses mm-hmm. to sort of like warm it back up, which is, it do, it does taste better than if you just took it out and put it in the microwave using, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure there are tea experts out there who are like, no, you must never rewarm it. <laughs> but, you know, that's too bad because uh, we get the second cup and, yeah. you know, it's a little, it's a little cool. Yeah. So yeah, I will use it for that. But it's funny because after an hour, the tea expert, voice of the tea experts is heard because after an hour, they're like, yeah, we're not going to yeah this now. We're done. And, yeah. and for that, I'll, I'll be honest, if I come back two hours later and there's still a cup of, of tea in there, I'll just press the hot wa- water button and watch the temperature because there's a temperature readout. Mm. I'll just watch the temperature until it hits 140 or 150 and then I'll press it again to stop it and then I'll pour out my tea. Nice. It works fine like that. Nice. Can you do just one cup of tea in there? That's my, was my question. It's like, it four, seems like... It's four cups. So you can't do just like... A little would, bit of water. It would be too shallow well, to submerge you, the yeah, basket. I, I would say if I was if I was only making a cup of tea because this will sometimes happen like in the afternoon or whatever. I want one more cup of tea. I will uh, just put in water and make it in a in a in a mug with a basket and the old yeah. fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> um. If, but yeah, I think you can do it with less. I mean, it being on the bottom means you can do it with less. So I just usually don't mm. bother unless I'm making at least half of a, half of a pot, you know, a couple of cups. If it's a single cup, I usually not bother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a, this is a, a product that I didn't know existed. And it's basically a category of product that didn't know existed. Like I wasn't yeah. aware that uh, this type of thing was out there. And I love what this is doing. Like to me, this is the kind of pinnacle of a useful product where, the where not, <laughs> not only is it nailing the easy to use, but you are also getting a superior product or like the best possible product mm-hmm. you could otherwise get. So a good counterexample to this is like a Keurig K-cup coffee machine where it's like it nails the ease of use. Like it really could not be easier to use. But everyone kind of says like you, the K-cups don't really stack up to, you know, doing a nice pour over or, or an arrow press or whatever. Right. Right. You're, you're trading your convenience, your, your quality for your convenience. Yeah. And so scenario, to, right? to nail both of those, I think is really good. The, the, uh, something that it made me think of is, uh, sous vide, which I've, uh, oh, kind yeah. of extolled the virtues of where I, I find it much easier to do sous vide than trying to nail it, you know, trying to nail a steak on the grill or, or totally, on the stove. Totally agree. And then you yeah. also end up with a superior product in most cases. So it's like yeah. whenever you hit that sweet where you're that sweet spot where you're operating on both of those levels, it's like, man, this is something special is happening here. I agree. Yeah. But this is almost even like if you think about compared to like the sous vide situation, this is like feels so automatic. I mean the only thing you could do mm-hmm. better would be to like dispense and discard yeah, and the cl- tea, and clean you know? the basket somehow yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's that's right it's not it's not without labor because you do have to load the basket um and by the way they give you another really nice touch that obviously comes from their experience testing the product is it comes with a plastic a really nice uh thick uh solid long-handled plastic teaspoon to use to put your tea in the basket and you're oh, saying so you're not well, spilling. why 
Yeah. No, it's 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 worse than that. <laughs> why? Oh, no. Because why? Why do you do that? Because I've misplaced it, and then uh, and then I try to use one of my actual spoons. And remember when I said the thing about the magnets? Uh, <laughs> metal <laughs> spoons like, just go <laughs> and attach to the side uh, of the basket, and you're like, oh no! So they uh, but they so they put a plastic, really nice, like it's really good. It's not one of these like, why did they give me this thing? It's more like yeah. this will be my teaspoon from now on, kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. in there because they know that that's that was actually a flaw is that a metal teaspoon is gonna clink off of the 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 magnet but but yeah otherwise it is yeah you got to load it and you got to clean it afterward and you know i it it is i've kind of internalized how you clean the basket but getting a bunch of wet tea leaves out of the basket is uh you got to rinse like rinse it on the outside Mm kind of blast Mm -hmm. the water on the inside hoping the stuff floats out it doesn't all then you go back to the outside and it gets dirty you got to either scrub it or you got to put some like fizzy cleaner in it every couple of months there's there's Mm -hmm. some maintenance to it but um, but it's not so bad. It's not so hard. It's it's mm-hmm. it, you know even my parents had to put the coffee beans in and take the the grounds yeah. oh. out at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, automatic it, coffee machines are a night are just a nightmare of right. maintenance and you know. Yeah, this that. is not this is not quite so bad as that. I, I mean, I know what the elevator pitch for this product is, right? The, the elevator pitch for this product is I want to wake up and have my tea ready. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it has a clock mm-hmm. and it has a timer. And mostly, I don't do that. Uh, mostly, I, I just get up in the morning and and press the button and uh, and then do some other morning stuff and eventually it'll beep and and my wife or I will wander back out there and get tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can set it up that way. And then the details, there are like lots of extra buttons on it, but they're all about like customization. So like there are different kinds of tea that you're supposed to uh, take the water to different temperatures and for different amounts of time. So they have a whole bunch of presets based on all of those things. To be honest, I keep mine on custom. I figured out like it's, it's, I take it up to boiling and I figured out the uh, amount of time steeping that is that gets the tea that my wife and I like the best. It's like four minutes or three and a half minutes or something. And, and the, I just keep it there. But the nice thing is that if you want to not dial it in, they do have like, you can put it to green Presets. tea and put it to strong or medium or mild. I think, I think they kind of overdid it there, but I also understand that there are a lot of fussy tea people out there and they're the target market for this product. So you probably ought to satisfy them. Yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the interface for a little bit, because that was one of my questions. And I think there's an interesting tension there where it's like how much, uh, handholding do you do or like you were saying earlier could it literally be just like control the temperature control the time and that's more or less all that uh, you're able to do yeah a- and I, I like the preset so I'm looking at a, a screenshot I took of a random YouTube video so I could see what was on the the buttons here and it looks like there's green, black, white, herbal, oolong and then custom where you can mm-hmm. dial in yourself the temperature and the time and so my question, I guess, would be is who are those presets for? Because presumably any, you know, person that's really fussy about their tea is going to want to do custom because they've got it dialed in just perfectly. So it's like I can understand having those presets for beginners, but then there's eventually I feel like kind of you you crest over that beginner phase where you're like, OK, I know exactly how I want it and I don't need the presets anymore. It's a tricky balance, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think their challenge here is um I, I right, I can picture the meeting about this, right? Which is <laughs> yeah. which is if we give them all of the controls, why do we need presets? Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, you can choose because mm-hmm. there's a little up and down arrow on both sides, and one of them is time and one of them is temp, 
Mm-hmm. So which, we can just do that. Which side note, fine. I love that they did buttons on each side versus some kind of toggle and only one yes. set of up and down arrows. Like that was nice. At, and they're the nicest on the whole. They're they're like these nice rubber buttons. They feel good to press. They're they're solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the argument was probably that we want this product to appeal to people who are not as knowledgeable about tea. They know they like it, but they don't necessarily have opinions about temperature. We mm-hmm. want to make it as easy as possible. You just set it to black mm-hmm. and you're good. You set mm-hmm. it to herbal and you're yeah, good. It's like a cheat code. It's like, or even yeah. if you have a new tea and you, you know, like you can, I, yeah, I, I, feel, yeah. I feel like it's handled. Like if there was a button, if there were six buttons on there, that would be a ridiculous situation. And there's, Pro, there's companies who would have done that, right? They would have put six buttons on there instead of like a cycle through button for the right. Mm-hmm. So it seems it, it does yeah. feel. I, I mean, I get it, but it is a, a little bit of a hat on a hat, right? Where yeah. you're, you've got you've got precise control at five degree increments of what you want the target temp to be, or a button that toggles through a bunch of presets of various temperatures. And then on the other side, <clears throat> you've got the thirty second uh, t- moving up and down for a target time. But you've also got a button that moves you through strong, medium, and mild, and then custom if you decide to change it. Mm-hmm. You could do one or the other and walk away, and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided that they wanted to do both. And so, I mean, yes, in practical terms, I leave it on custom. Even if I am having a different kind of tea than I normally have, and on the label it says this should only go up to 190 and you should steep it for you know, two minutes, it's like, okay. I'll just go, you know, on using the up down buttons mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. set it that way. But that's the way I I work. I I could totally see the idea that uh, what kind of tea is this? Oh, it's oolong. Well, I'll just put in oolong and I'm and press the button and I'm done. Yeah, yeah. It, it's simple that way. Yeah. So I guess my my counter to that would be just thinking about the novice and how they would use this. And I was actually watching uh, a YouTube video, just a random one I searched for of someone doing an unboxing and then kind of using this for the first time. And they just had, they were like, let's try this out. And they had like a random can of some Tivana tea. It, you know, it was like white chocolate, peppermint, something or another. Oh, boy. And, yeah. <laughs> but he, the time and temperature is printed on the, uh, tin you know on the yes. can but he had no are. he had no idea what kind of tea it actually was he was like i don't is this right. black tea i don't know but it says right yeah. here so i'm just going to do custom so i would actually argue that knowing what kind of tea it is might actually be more expert than just the time and uh, temperature because that's usually included with whatever tea you're buying could be i could make a counter argument that um uh another company not a counter argument really another company might have only done the time and the temperature and put like a card in the box or a label on the side of the thing thing on it yeah that was like here are common types of tea and what Mm -hmm. you should set them to yeah let me memorize this and not do the and not do the where's that card, honey where's the card i need to know if this is green tea or not right like that and breville was like now we're just gonna put a button on there with presets and yeah let people have that Mm -hmm. i have i have two questions like little detail questions one is if you have your custom settings and you go and you unplug this from the wall and then you plug it back in, do they stay 
or does it save them in its little memory or does it not? I Do you know? Don't think, I don't think it does, but I will just say the custom setting is as primitive. I mean, the custom mm-hmm. setting is it's literally just two two, things, right? 212, yeah. 330, right? Like yeah. it's yeah. not, yeah. it's, it's probably the equivalent of just setting it to black and mild. I, I actually, yeah. think, or black and medium. Uh, I could probably just leave it on those settings, but I, you know, I get that uh, you, you end up like I don't do it because I don't think about using a preset, but I, I'm probably using something very close to the to one of the black tea presets, and that's mm, fine. Mm-hmm. And then I, in general, I feel like almost all appliances should have knobs rather than little mm. up down arrows. Mm. Like even a microwave, a microwave could almost be like remove the number pad and you just have like a knob knob. that Uh turns and so what do you guys think about these up down arrows just being two knobs that you just can turn because you can go fast you can go slow you can dial Mm -hmm. it in if it's a good if it's a good knob um i feel like i mean maybe it wouldn't fit or something but i don't when i saw this immediately i was like why aren't those knobs like Uh you know why can't they be knobs I that's I so I want to go so far as to say there should always be a knob instead of an up down. I'm okay with it. I think in the, again having not I don't own this or I haven't used it, but the range you're kind of moving within is pretty small. Uh like I don't think it's it would be too tedious to do the up and down. I mean Jason, you can speak right. to that obviously. And then yeah, also very very small range for both time and temperature really. Yeah. And and then there might, I think there's a, a side, like a big chunky knob. Awesome. A tiny fiddly knob, not awesome. Yeah, not awesome. And so there's yeah. like a, how much space do you actually have to afford the width of like a nice knob? Uh, that'd be the other question. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah I think that's, I think that's right. I, I like the idea, but you would be moving in a very small range. Um, <laughs> Other than when you're setting the timer and the time, right? Because there's a time mm-hmm. set under the auto start button. You got to set the clock and you got to set what your when you want your your tea to be made, and that you got to arrow through a whole mm-hmm. bunch of things. So you'd use mm-hmm. the knob there, but for the day to day kind of like, uh, do I want this at two twelve or two hundred or one ninety five? There's not a lot of range there, and likewise, you know, tea steeping times don't really range very far, and it goes in thirty second increments. So yeah, right. knobs still better. Because I, I just <laughs> feel yeah, like yeah. here's the thing. If this thing is like fussy, uh, if if they're trying to be like, hey, you can be a real T nerd and use this, you can have super fine grained control with the knob. You could do mm-hmm. it by a degree. Like I'm sure if if it was me and it was only five degree increments, I'd want to have one degree increments. And you can with a knob, you can in software, you can easily be like, well, if they're going slow, do it slow. You know? Yeah. So yep. there's something about a knob that just. It feels like so much more precision. And anyways, that's just a pet mm-hmm. peeve of mine where I just feel like a knob is almost always the answer. And I feel like there's a version of this product that is is simpler and maybe gets rid of the presets mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That, that has more space on the base to do something like that and have a couple of knobs for time and temp. Mm-hmm. Um you could you could do that like because i i think that that's like some of these buttons don't get used very much i but they they kind of i know why they are there the keep warm button and the auto start button and there's a button called basket that literally is a manual raise and lower of the basket which Mm. is 
only really used, I think, when you're cleaning it. But uh, they 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 put it on there. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's ro- mm-hmm. there's probably room, or you could extend it forward. I'm sure they didn't want the footprint of this thing to be uh, yeah, too much larger. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a. I mean, you if your ultimate goal is kind of uh, complete simplification, you could. I mean, it, when you're talking about setting the clock, that would go away. Like you'd lose that feature, but you could literally lose the screen entirely and just have labeled knobs you know like on an old school microwave or something where you have little right. tick marks or so it's like you see the arrow on the knob is pointing to 212 and so you can just visually see what it's set out you don't need the screen anymore but i think that would probably go too far yeah you, i'm sure they also rely on the screen for like error codes and right, all kinds of, right you know right. like all kinds of stuff that they yeah you know. the um so there's the cheaper tea maker compact mm. that uh, it, that Breville makes that is a uh, hundred dollars less, and it doesn't have a screen and it doesn't have arrows. It has a strength toggle. Mm. It has a uh, a series of temp presets you toggle between green, white, uh, oolong, herbal, black, and it has uh, start and keep warm, and that's it. Mm. Um, which also means it doesn't have the hot water setting. Uh, it doesn't have the arrows up and down. It doesn't have the basket control, although it probably there's a press and hold to drop the basket yeah. kind of thing going on in the background. But basically for their compact version, what they did is they got rid of the digital readout, which I didn't like when I saw this because I like seeing uh, the progress of it when it's like how far along is it oh it's only at 80 degrees now and like I said mm. I actually use it where I'll I'll warm the tea back up by pressing yeah, the hot yeah, water yeah. button and waiting for it to hit the temperature I want and then pressing it again to cancel that's all wiped away in their smaller version it's really just the the two toggles and a start and the keep warm button that's all mm. that's left and it looks like there's more plastic on the basket or something like not. Yeah, I mean, steel. and it's and it's smaller. I mean, it is it is compact, so you're not going to get four cups out of this one. You're going to get probably two cups out of this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. It's not enough tea for me. Available in uh, smoked hickory. <laughs> well, yeah, let's color. talk. Let's talk about yeah, the well, branding kind of industrial design of this thing. I love. I love that they just went for the tea maker, and <laughs> uh-huh. it's the the seems to be. It's weird because it's not cap. If you go to their website, it's not capitalized the, and then tea maker is, and there's a big TM on it. <laughs> so I don't exactly know what's going on here. Like, I guess tea maker is the thing they have trademarked, and the yeah. is not part of that. But then they, but they, I, they're just saying the tea maker, which is a move. I think it's a real move <laughs> there. So. That's kind of interesting. Oh, that uh, it seems like this. I'm just looking. I scroll to the bottom of the page to the "you may also like" section, and that might be a Breville branding thing because it's like the Tea Maker Compact, the Breville Smart Tea Infuser, the Breville Smart Tea Infuser Compact. Like maybe they do that for all their stuff, or yeah, it looks like it. I mean, I'm looking at the juicers too, and yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's just a literally a branding thing. We're not part of the trademark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, but the other, you know, so I always wonder when I look at an object like this, just from like a pure, like industrial design point of view, I have no idea how someone would make a choice about the curves on this thing. (laughs) Because it's not sitting anywhere. It's not like it's, okay, we're going to do pure geometry and it's going to be straight edges and stuff. And it's not, 
obviously like overly organic looking. It's kind of like this weird blob space. And Breville seems to do that across their whole product line. And so I always just wonder about like how those decisions are made. And like, mm-hmm. you know, is there some book somewhere that defines like what radiuses should be? Or they just always kind of <laughs> eyeball it? And just because it's just so um, it's almost worse than generic because it's like it's like nothing. It's like not saying anything. I don't know. It's just Mm -hmm. it's always I'm always surprised by these large companies that put obviously a ton of time and effort into the engineering and probably even the UX design and stuff. I'm sure they do a lot of testing. But then it's like the most unopinionated object in the world and i wouldn't say it's the most neutral object like if they're trying to be like let's have this fade into the background and be nothing i'm not sure it is uh so i don't know did you guys have any thoughts on just like the look of this guy (laughs) yeah i mean you say unopinionated i think they would say inoffensive and i think that's Mm. probably the design intent uh is like let's make something that visually offends the fewest amount of people (laughs) Um, and so it's just like that's not going to be the reason you're not going to buy it you know it's like if you if you look at like a smeg fridge or something it's like oh this is for a certain type of person and other people will not want this whereas this it's like you could put this in a super modern kitchen and it would be fine you could put it in uh you know something not like different style rustic or whatever and it uh it'd also be fine and so yeah revel uh, revel seems to have just embraced the idea that countertops should have stainless steel appliances on them that just kind of fit in because all of their appliances are like that. I have a mm-hmm. Breville toaster. It's mm, exactly the same kind of thing. I think what if if I would say there's any kind of design flourish of any kind here, it's that um, one they uh, they have this really nice uh, tempered uh, or whatever it is. It's like the temperature uh, fancy glass, German oh, fancy glass. glass. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so, and why do they do that when their kettle is all, um, all stainless? And the answer is, so you can see it working, right? So you yeah. can see the basket move down mm-hmm. and up and be, get the pleasure of watching the tea be made or know mm-hmm. that the tea has been made. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, they've got the shape, they've got the shape of the, uh, of the, of the pitcher. They, they're obviously, they're working with some issues here too, where the, the bottom part of the pitcher is also there's a whole inductive uh, burner thing going on there, right? Mm-hmm. Where they've got all the all the guts of the of what boils the water are on the on the underside of the pitcher. Um, it's also not dishwasher safe or anything. You gotta you gotta wash it by hand because you can't get that stuff wet. So there's a lot of electronics down in the the bottom part of the pitcher, uh, and so that's what they clad in the stainless to sort of get this this you know two tone approach where they got the 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 stainless bottom and the and the glass top um and then the the base like they need place to put an interface that you can use on a countertop and so yeah it looks to me like they tried to echo the curve of the pitcher mm-hmm. at the front of the base but in the end you know the base is not the thing that i love about this product it does the job but it's you know it's a it's a plastic gadget to gadgety base with a, a readout that's the you know old school uh <laughs> clock radio uh, numbers and all of that on it and it doesn't look cheap but it's not i mean it's just yeah i think in the end it is designed to have a little bit of the breville touch which is let's make it stainless and put it on a countertop right yeah fine. i mean for me when i if i were to do, like identify a breville product from across the room it's 
not only stainless steel, but stainless steel buttons that have mm-hmm. like often a chamfer or like a circular brush like finish to them. I feel like mm-hmm. that is actually one of their main like trademark things. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I wonder when they're having a meeting about this and they're like, okay, we're going to make the best tea kettle and it's going to be great. And we're going to have it in our product line for a long time. Like, why wouldn't they give the container some iconic-ish shape mm-hmm. that could, just like a KitchenAid mixer, stand mixer, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can see the silhouette of a KitchenAid stand mixer and be like, oh, that's the stand mixer. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's like, not that. And so I just wonder about that thought process. Like, I'm sure there's danger in that too, like committing to something like that. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there could also be, you know, if this really is like a, like a category leading object, you know, there could be a real advantage to, to having a silhouette or something where, you know, you, you know it. Mm-hmm. They have another product called the Smart Tea Infuser, which is hilarious because it's got all the brains of this thing, but it doesn't have the basket that moves up and down. So it basically beeps when it's done and you've got <laughs> go to take the tea out yourself, <laughs> which is like, I don't know why uh, that exists, but uh, I get it, right? Like it's it's a lot cheaper because they don't have to have that moving part. Yeah. And I would argue that that, that, that pitcher... Yeah. is way more has way more personality they, they totally uh, are ripping off riff, riffing off of like the iconic diner insulated carafe mm-hmm. Ob- right it's like obvious mm-hmm. that they made choices yeah. to do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so it sweep it sweeps up and it's got the big handle yeah. um and i would say one of the if we're talking about like out now de- design you may not be able to notice it quite as much here but i will say the handle on the tea maker it's plastic yeah it's it's not it's not glass it's not uh stainless it is a thick acrylic handle uh that is not its best feature i guess i'll put it that way yeah it's too it's too bad uh yeah yeah um you know and it's clear which makes it you know i guess they're trying to make it disappear or something but like (laughs) the glass i think is really nice yeah uh and, and it's a nice touch and then there, and you know, and you can't really get away from the fact that you've got that post in there because it's just physics. You gotta, it's, so it's never going to be super pretty. But one of the places where it does feel cheaper is that the handle is just this plastic yeah. handle, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they could have they could have spiffed that up, and they, you know, that was one of the places they decided not to spend money on this, or just embraced it, like that, like the smart tea infuser that you mentioned, like that smart tea infuser. It seems to be black plastic with like a metal yeah. thing on the top, but it's a statement. It's like, look at this kind of iconic. Mm-hmm unapologetically plastic is what you're saying. Yeah, right. you wanna, like, here I am. You want to want to refill, hun? It's that yeah, that's what exactly. it says, right? Exactly. <laughs> that that mode. And I, it's just like I just wonder why these brands don't go there. I'm sure they have good mm-hmm. reasons and it's mm-hmm. complex, but that's yeah. always what I'm kind of wanting. You know, oh, even yeah, so they have this the smart tea infuser compact really looks like a classic diner craft, like mm-hmm. really cuz it's more round. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, those choices are always uh, interesting because I I looked up a little bit the manufacturing process for borosilicate glass, and to do this at scale, it's obvious that there's like a ton of tooling to be able to make glass things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there was no it's no small uh, choice. It's not like they're going right. to be redoing it anytime right. soon. Right. It's like well, a big. I, I, yeah, and I was actually going to ask, like, does that manufacturing process 
inform some of the decisions in terms of like mm. draft angles or corner radiuses or anything like how, how is the design limited or is it limited in any way by how these glass carafes are actually manufactured i mean i'm sure i'm sure there are constraints but you know if you think about like um beakers and all kinds of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know made out of that glass you know there's pretty straight walls they might not be perfectly parallel but they're like they look straight. And mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. bet you they, my guess would be they have quite a bit of control, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't really know, but, I, but definitely as, they're like making tons of metal tooling yeah. uh, to be I, able to handle that. Making, mentioning the borosilica glass, I, I, I wanted to say one of the things that I uh, am amused by in this is that in the advertising, it always mentions that it's this it's this special German made glass, which <laughs> makes me funny. It makes me laugh. It's it's that's pretty funny. And then there's a label on it. It actually says the name of the glass maker and Germany on it. And that's mm. part of its like branding is permanently is, there, right? We spared yeah. no expense. Yeah, permanently <laughs> there. We spared no expense on this uh on this high quality German yeah. Glass, yeah. which you is know what's funny? I saw that, and you know what? It's not in the product photos on the website, which is interesting. It's they, like, in the photoshopped it out. It's in the thumbnail of the uh, of the tips and tricks down toward the bottom. But you're right; mm. it, it is not visible. And I'm not sure. And it says Duran Germany. I'm not sure mine says that manufacturer. Mine, which might be oh, a little so bit older, they but up. they definitely yeah. make it a point yeah. to, uh, and and you can't take that off. That is part of the. That is that is just a part of the 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 product. Is, yeah, it's like a like a lens look, or whatever. It's yeah, like, look hey, at my look. beautiful glass here. Yeah, <laughs> and, like I said, I think the glass is one of the is one of the great design features of the product. It makes it look really different than the uh, oh yeah the, than the than the their regular kettle, and it is the the stage to put on the show because part of this totally is. Uh, look what I'm doing here. The basket's yeah. going down. Now Now the water is browner. Now the basket's coming back up again. It's all part of the show. For sure. Yeah, yeah it's got to be glass. Great. Have you uh, Have you ever... Um, Dan, do you remember the Joey Roth like tea kettle thing? Oh, yeah. That he designed? Yeah. Jason, there's this... Um, it's like a pretty small indie product from probably like 15 years ago, honestly, or 12 years ago. But basically, the whole idea was it's for brewing like loose leaf tea. And it's basically what amounts to like a glass cylinder tilted on its side. Oh, yeah, I see. And it's really displaying. Yeah, Yeah, sauropod. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just, you know, that's kind of, I think, the kind of most elevated teapot for like, hey, look, this is an art that's going on here. And look how beautiful this tea is when it's blooming and all this stuff. And and I'm, I'm curious, I wonder if there's some reality where they could have you know, made the tea infuser basket like glass or something where that's really on display, you know, like they're really, or somehow the tea is just like in the carafe and then it's somehow completely strained out. I mean, probably not. Really well, I mean, yeah. But. And I, I wonder if they went through that process and then decided not to, because you could totally make it that you, um, so what you have to do is you have to get the, the leaves out at the end. That's the, that's the key is they can't go in early. They have to go in when the water's boiling and then they got to come out after the timer is up. So the challenge there is how do you make that work? You could put a strainer on the floor. Like a French the, press. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then lift it up when right lift put it drop it down instead of a whole basket you could have it be like a strainer thing Mm -hmm. so so it was invisible and you could see all the little tea floating around in there the problem is when it comes back up 
um, you have to like take it out when it's really hot uh, in order to pour your tea out. And the 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 thing about the basket as a uh, an affordance to this is the basket is in the back part. So you don't have to remove the basket to pour mm-hmm. your tea out. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's away from the tea, and there's a channel for it to go as you pour it. It's it's going beneath that tea basket and running out. So that I think that's the real challenge there is that how would you be able to get the the leaves all sequestered away and still have it be an easy pour? And yeah. that would be that would be hard. You could, it, it starts to become a contraption at that point, right? Where yeah, you exactly. almost need yeah. like mm-hmm. a, a, you know, then it evacuates from the tea making cylinder to a new cylinder <laughs> yeah. for serving or something like that. You could do it, but like, what is that? That's a thousand dollar ridiculous well, thing. There's uh, no point. I'm sure a company like Breville knows better than anyone what complexity, what adding complexity, especially mechanical complexity, does to the other side of their products in terms of the support and the maintenance yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure totally. that is like actually probably their biggest design. Right. You know, I think I think this, I mean, looking at the basket and having it, it break the one time, um, I'm sure they really sweated like, is this yeah. thing gonna, is, gonna is this break? thing gonna make it? And it's and it's entirely possible that, that the one that I had that broke, they're like, oh yeah, just send them a new one with a new process. Because maybe they even changed oh, the internal I'm, they're process. They're revving that process all the time, I'm sure. Right, on the inside yeah. to make that thing as as, oh, yeah. uh, as long-lifed as, as possible. Um, so I'm sure that's I'm sure that's all going on. And like again, what's their target market for the, their products? Their target market is people who want a kitchen thing but nicer. Like that's yeah. that's their mm-hmm. goal. It's not like I I must furnish my my new kitchen with sub zero appliances and <laughs> yeah. Revel uh, countertop. It's like no, it's like I I want a toaster. Well, you can get this cheap toaster or you can get the Revel toaster, which is nicer. And you're like, oh well, yeah. I'll get the nicer one. I'll spend a little more money mm-hmm. to get the nicer one. And that's their whole that's their whole market. So you can't make it too expensive, even for the three hundred dollar tea maker. You can't make it too expensive. Uh, or nobody's going to buy it, and they, it is a mass market product, right? Even if it's an esoteric one like this, which I believe I have looked, there might be a knockoff now. There might be some other product, but most of the products out there are like the smart tea infuser. They will, they will let you put the tea in and then take it to temperature, and then after a, a set time, they'll beep and tell you you need to get back to work get here and in take here. the tea out. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure I've found another product on the market that actually does. This oh, and one. like I said, I might have seen one that does there's something like on this. There's one on Amazon, and it's got crazy branding, yeah, <laughs> and it's 130 bucks, and it's got a similar object. It's like very. It's obviously like a knockoff, and uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, the the is it the Rizori? Rizori, oh, like yeah, yeah. That <laughs> so that that I think that's the one I've seen before, and it, it is totally a knockoff. It's got the metal post. Um, it's it's fatter. It's like wider. It doesn't isn't tapered like the. Like the but I'll tell you what, one. but it's got worse, the up and down buttons. <laughs> worse handle, better. I like the teapot better, honestly. Mm, yeah. I like the glass shape better, but not the handle. Yeah, I agree. Worse. Yeah. I agree. It, it, it does. It, it looks nice, but th- I think that's one of the funny things, though, is that when I bought this thing in 2015 or whatever, like this product didn't exist anywhere else, and it yeah, took yeah. years. I think it's. I think it was at least five years before we even started to see a proper knockoff of it. And like, I don't know if it does well for Breville. Uh, I'm. I'm kind of amazed they put the effort into getting this product up and running. But for people like me who are like, well, I I, I make tea every day, and oh, wouldn't it be nice when I get Game up changing. in the morning to press the button? and go back to bed uh and then when i come out 15 minutes later the tea is made 
um, yeah. instead of standing there in my slippers in the cold, Waiting. uh, like yeah. that, that product is that this is that product. Uh, and it's funny that it is usually in our world, the, either the product doesn't exist or the product category exists with all sorts of players. In it. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's it funny is a weird that there's I, almost I nothing here, but this. I don't understand. Yeah, I do not. How, how can a company like Breville, I mean, I know they're big, but just make so many different skews. You know I mean? It's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, how, how, like, how complex. Like you make how many microwaves? Like what's that? And I, you know, I'm sure for different markets, I would be curious like in Japan, if they, I'm sure they sell in Japan, like if there's more of these or like China, you know, like somewhere where the tea culture is a little bit more. Because maybe maybe there's like a bunch of these hiding somewhere under some other ah. brand that they own or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. And uh, speaking of Breville and the other things they make, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Jason, you had mentioned the uh, their toaster. Do you, were you referring to their slot toaster or like a toaster? Yes. Do you slot, have slot toaster? Do you have the one with the a bit more button? Is that what you're yes, talking I about? Yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so this is so good. Uh, I'll I'll link to a uh, 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 a post uh, from the Atlantic. Uh, why a toaster is a design triumph and it's speaking specifically about the a bit more button on the toaster Mm -hmm. and just what an excellent bit of user experience that is and just how to how to humanize and uh you know make something uh useful for what we all go through in a toaster is it comes out and you're like oh i want a bit more it's not quite uh it's not quite toasted right. yet and i love and do it. I, it if i leave it where it's where the slider is does that mean it's going to repeat what it just didn't burn it exactly yeah. leave, or, or, yeah. or 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 if i tap it up a little bit is it going to know that i just wanted that more or is that how it works yes. Is it based on temperature <laughs> is it based on time i don't know how toasters work and so you get in that point where you're like i i eat an like an English muffin almost every morning with peanut mm-hmm. butter and jelly on it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's my thing. And uh, <laughs> English muffins, if you don't know, really variable in terms of the moisture. I'll get a mm, yeah. I'll get a box of them that are super <laughs> super wet uh. and I'll get a box of them that are dry. And the ones that are super wet, you know, you 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 toast it and then you and then you try to pull it out and you're like, this is still floppy. This is barely even done. Yeah. And so I use a bit more all the time on those English muffins every morning as my as my tea is over there in the tea robot. So nice. yeah, it's I like I love I love Breville stuff. Um, I mean not universally, but mostly it hits the spot in terms of it being like again a bit more. They they put a little more into it. It's just a little nicer. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be like my um. This is not quite the same, but my my sister uh, worked for many years at a Target distribution center. And we were talking to her about, so she was a Target employee for ages. And she said, um, what you need to know about Target is that when there's a manufacturer out there with a line of products, or you're choosing from a line of products to stock, um, they start at the at dirt cheap, and then they move up from there in tiers. And Walmart will always take the bottom tier or the bottom mm. and second tier. They want mm. the cheapest product possible. And Target will always say, let's go two up from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's Target, right? Target is, we don't want it to be the cheapest possible. We want it to be a little nicer, but still pretty cheap, but yeah. nicer than the Walmart stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's similar to Breville's thing, which is like, we know you can get cheap appliances, mm-hmm. but our audience wants it a little bit nicer, but still affordable, a little bit nicer and is willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so most of the Breville stuff that I have is like that. It's like... But this is really not, like 
I know I'm going to use this thing. I don't throw stuff away. Uh, if it doesn't break, I keep it for decades. So mm-hmm. like if I'm going to have something for decades, I'd rather spend the extra 50 bucks now <laughs> to right. have yeah. it be nice <laughs> for decades. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I, I have a Breville toaster oven, not toaster. And it's and actually very knob centric, mm. by the way. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it works great. And it's got some really thoughtful little things. Like when you open the door, there's magnets that pull out the tray. Like right. as you open the door, like things like that. And it does feel, um, it does feel, it's like not luxury, but it's just like quality. It seems yeah. like they've kind of threaded yeah. that pretty well. I just, while we're talking about Breville, I want to throw in something. I don't know if you're aware of this. We mentioned uh, sous vide earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breville makes a sous vide mm. called the Breville Jewel. It is the, uh, I returned mine. After I bought it, I, I got out of the box. I I tried to use it, and I was like, I gotta I gotta return it. It I feel like it's everything Breville isn't. Um, yeah, it looks. It, it doesn't it, look like Breville at all. It's all it white has, plastic. I think they maybe bought it from some somebody and, uh, and they got it out there. But the problem is, it it requires an app. There are no on device controls. Um, it's terrible. So because, ridiculous. Because <laughs> I have I have a an Nova sous vide, and you know, yeah, and I don't. I, 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 I could. I mean, it's not a product that I chose to be on a podcast about, right? But <laughs> but it does the job, and it's got a little wheel which I really like. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. It, it, to set the temperature. You just kind of like glide the wheel and then press go, um, and and then you can see the current temperature and see how it's going. Uh, really nice. It's got like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi or whatever. It's like no, no, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. My phone is not a kitchen appliance. Uh, and then I, but the Breville, it's got like a magnet on the bottom, so it sticks on the bottom of your pan and stays yeah, rooted there, which is nice. And it, and it pulls in water from very low, so you don't have to use as much water if you don't have mm-hmm. as much stuff. I'm like, yeah, oh, this cool. is really great. And I bought yeah. it, and it's like, and then you use our app to do everything. And <laughs> I, I sent it back because it's like, yeah. no, I I want some I want some physical. It's the same way I was talking um, on my tech podcast upgrade with Mike Hurley about um, home kit and, and, and thermostats and all that. And like, I've had a nest thermostat for years, even though it's not compatible with any of Apple's stuff. And the reason is I really like not just that it's got a stainless steel ring and all of that, but that when I want to make it warmer, I literally grab the ring mm-hmm. and turn it and mm-hmm. it yeah. moves. <laughs> it's not even like a touch thing like some of those Apple iPods. It moves right. and goes tick, 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 tick on the screen and it gets and, and it sets higher. Or if I want it to be lower, I, I spin. I'm like, oh, it's too hot. And I spin it um, a little bit and give it a little extra force and it goes and it goes down. <laughs> yeah. And the and its its competition is the is a very nice product called the Ecobee. Um but the Ecobee is just a touchscreen. It's mm-hmm, like you're using mm-hmm. an app on the wall. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, okay, but like I would rather have talk, we're we're back to knobs now yeah, basically. Knob, yeah. I, yeah, I would rather matter. rather have a nice physical control yeah. than a have to go into a boop 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 yep, little touch matters. interface. Yeah. It's yeah. the difference that makes a difference. I actually wonder if we're we're getting out of the trend of every product being a smart product. I, I feels that way to me a little mm-hmm. bit that like mm-hmm. things have cooled off. Like I bet you new sous vide things are not smart necessarily, or mm-hmm. at least they're not forcing you to be smart because it's just that's that's the thing, right? Like I have uh, my best smart home product that I have is these lights. They're Lutron Casita lights, and the lights uh-huh. aren't smart. It's just the switch that's smart. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and the beauty of them is if you want to use them as a light with a physical control. 
you can. They they aren't like, oh no, don't use the switch. Just use our app. It's like I want to turn on the light. I don't want to use your app. Forget everything you know about right? how to use lights. Yeah. So, but but I can automate it, and, and it has given us a remote control when we're sitting on the couch to dim the lights in our living room. That's great. A physical remote control, by the way. Um, a little 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 white thing with buttons on it. It's great. Um, but that is the, I think that's the nirvana for smart products is, yeah, yeah. if you want them to be accessible for home automation and stuff, great. But like, mm-hmm. you got to have good physical controls on the product. That's yeah. part of the joy of using a physical product is that it's not, uh, you know, in it's like this, this Breville, uh, Jules sous vide thing. It's like a person wearing VR goggles, right? It's like, <laughs> it's not there. I have yeah. to go in like some other universe in order to tell it what to do. And it's like, I'm in my kitchen. I just want to be right here. in my kitchen. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It reminds me of, um, of kind of like the web first web design kind of mode where like when you're designing a website or anything, you first design it for mobile and then you design it to where it can be scaled up for desktop because it's like if the functionality is there for mobile then you're going to be fine for desktop and i feel like for every product like first design it physically to where you it is dumb you don't need the smart and then you know add in the smart if you need it it's yeah. like such a and i you know i think we'll i it's got to be there's enough of these bad products that aren't doing that that i think people know now i'm mm-hmm. i would assume but mm-hmm. All right, we're well, gonna sh- do the- yeah. Should we enter uh, Dieter's principal corner? Uh, we, haven't, <laughs> oh, we still oh, haven't found a good name yet. <laughs> but uh, this is the uh, the section of the show where we each get to choose which Dieter Ram's design principle we think that this object best exemplifies. And so, Jason, please, you can go first. Oh, um, I was really torn because I do think it ticks off a bunch of the boxes. Mm-hmm. I might. I might say it's unobtrusive mm-hmm. in a way in my kitchen. It is because the idea is it's not a decorative object or a work of art. It is super neutral and restrained. <laughs> like it's really trying to kind of hide. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know if that's my favorite aspect of it, but I think it's certainly uh, unobtrusive, um, which is funny because what I was originally going to say is thorough down to the last detail because that's the mm-hmm. other thing I like about it is as we talked about right at the beginning, they seem to have really thought about the the sort of two different paths you might use to come to make tea in this thing, mm-hmm. um, and they're both they're both taken care of, which which I like too. But unobtrusive, like the something about the that Breville design, it's not it's not meant to get in my way. It's meant to resemble everything else that's out on my countertop. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I chose, uh, well, I had unobtrusive written down too, for sure. I did makes a product useful, which Hmm. I mean, uh, I I feel like this touches on, um, what I was talking about before about that sweet spot where you you've made something easy to use that also produces the best product. And so that is, that to me was, is my takeaway about learning about this product is like, okay, you've really, you've hit on something here where you're allowing people to make the best tea they can, which isn't an art, you know, it's pretty straightforward time and temperature, (laughs) but uh, to automate that, and to not have people have to wait around or set a timer themselves or whatever. It's just really nice. Yeah, I I was actually going to go with useful or innovative. And I, I think I actually am landing on innovative because I can just imagine 
with like the, the initial product design meetings for this were like, we, you know, let's make it the really good tea thing. What are the problems with tea thing? And then it's always like, oh, well, you have to take the tea out. And there was some engineering team or one engineer that figured out how to do that. Magnets. Like, That's magnets, it. Magnets. <laughs> or and just the little mechanism in there. And obviously, yeah. a lot of engineers could probably, t- companies could figure that out. But doing it to where it's going to do it uh, like hundreds of thousands of times or whatever and not fail and be able to be repaired or whatever like that it feels like the whole the product is built around that literally a little mechanism the entire mm-hmm. thing and so i think 100%. that innovation is really what enables this whole thing to exist um yeah. so I, it's not crazy in- innovative but to me it just feels like that's the product story with this little guy um, well and so and like okay. i said about looking on amazon like there aren't uh this isn't not a product in a category with a hundred different variations, right? Yeah. There's like it and a knockoff that came five years later. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that says something about how there aren't enough tea drinkers to make everybody rush in here, but I think it does say something about them entering a place that kinda didn't exist and creating yeah a product that fulfills a need for a group of people who weren't being served. And like, I was that person. The moment I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, I I want it. I want it. I want it. (laughs) And the the price gave me pause for about like three months. And then I was like, I can't, I have to have it. I just have to have it. (laughs) Every time I made tea after I saw it, I was like, I could not be doing this right now. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think actually uh, makes a product understandable is a good one. Uh, Jason, you had touched on this with the fact that the uh, the carafe has to be glass because you see everything. Yeah. And that little show is like, there is no confusion about what is happening here. <laughs> There's a, right. yeah. it's a basket that has tea in it. The water's heating up. You see it heat up. You see the basket lower down. Like it, it really could not be more. I mean, it's literally transparent, but what is going on <laughs> is uh, it, it's all right there for you to see. So I think yeah. that's nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good job, Breville. Yeah, you really did yeah. it. And I like it's fun. It was fun. This you know, this is our first product that is not like uh, it's not designy. You know what I mean? The reason right. why it exists. I mean, this, we did the Sonos, which is kind of straddling both. But it's like the reason it exists is because it's like just really good at its job. Like it's just it's good at its job. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I said, refreshing. my wife who has been married for. 25 years to somebody who like reviews products and does a lot of why, why does it not work this way? And I don't write about appliances professionally, but you know, I can't turn that off. Right. And, and for her to say in the car last night, yeah, you don't complain about that thing. Like you do every, I'm like every yeah. other thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, fair. That's fair. But uh, I think that says something too, that I have this enthusiasm for this product. Cause after seven years, um, if it wasn't great, I would have a lit. I would not have come on your podcast. I would have a yeah, litany yeah, of things yeah. that were wrong with it, <laughs> and like I, I don't. It's it's it is great. I have no regrets. <laughs> awesome. Well, you you heard it here, dear listener. Uh, are they, are these things going to be sold out pretty soon? Because it feels like <laughs> yeah. No, I I was a loose leaf uh, tea drinker back in uh, grad school, and then I. I had a kid and I switched to coffee, switched to coffee. Uh, as some do. And, but this is, uh, this is very much, uh, tempting me to, uh, I think like as an afternoon, uh, pick me up maybe, mm. I think this might be, so you might've, uh, you might've cost me $300, Jason. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, again, it's, it's, uh, I, I tell people about it and they say $300 and it's like, Ooh, that's a lot of money. I'm like, well, it, it will, 
it is designed to appeal to people for whom they look at the price and they're like, yeah, but mm-hmm. I I make a lot of tea, right? Yeah, like you they get just it. see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you yeah, if you all you do day, is make one cup every so often, you know, get a get a, have a kettle, get a little strainer, or get tea bags, and you're done, right? You don't ha- and a, and and use your your phone to set the timer for three minutes. Like mm-hmm. it's not hard, yeah. but if you're uh, at that level where you're like, wait a second, I actually do this a lot then uh, it starts to make sense. Yep, for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for bringing it on. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 88. 